Hello, welcome to this marketing show. I got to tell you, I was really looking forward to having our guest today, Randy Taylor. He's a behavioral performance expert. Randy and I go back a lot of years. He's a great guy and an even better person if you're in the sales profession. Randy, would it be okay if you gave the folks a little bit of your background because I'm likely to butcher it and not give them really the due justice it deserves? Yeah, sure. That's uh, great. Great to be on uh, on the show. Thank you uh, very much, uh, folks. Uh, great to uh, great to be here. So. Uh, my background in, you know, in a nutshell, uh, as you know, I sometimes, uh, you know, wake up in the morning and feel like I'm Forrest Gump, uh, having gone through all the things that I have. Uh, I was, you know, born into poverty and parent alcoholism, lived on the streets, uh, homeless at age 14. Um, grade 10 was as far as I went in high school. So I'm technically overqualified as a consultant, right? Um, and, you know, started out in manual labor jobs and eventually got into sales. I was fortunate to, uh, to land a job with a Fortune 500 company up in Barrie, uh, a company called Moore Business Forums. They called us Morons uh, <laughs> and uh, was in that for about, uh, about three and a half years and then left in 1983 to uh, pursue something that I had always wanted to do, which was to work in radio uh, and in broadcasting. And so a phone call uh, to a local radio station in Barrie led to a job part-time at $4.25 an hour. Uh, and over 20 years, uh, it's always great to tell the Coles Notes version, right? Made it to uh, the number one radio station in Canada to CFRB 1010 in Toronto and then Global Television. Uh, and then 20 years ago, uh, left to do this. And I've always been fascinated to find out what is it that allows one person to have tremendous success and another person to struggle. My guidance counselor the day I left school stopped me on the way out the door and said, I want you to know something that where you are now is, uh, it has nothing to do with where you can go. Uh, and I've shared his words with hundreds of thousands of people uh, over the years, studied the science of human behavior for the past, well, for most of my adult life. And uh, again, just fascinated how this all, you know, interplays with, uh, with, with success and, and with the mind. And so, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the background. And what I'm excited about is, is proving to people what they're really capable of. There are no winners and losers, but thinking makes it so. Right. So, yeah. And so, Randy, uh, being a behavioral performance expert, working with salespeople, uh, you're still in manual labor, by the way. Um, <laughs> Somewhat. You know, I always tell uh, groups I, I, I speak to, and Randy does uh, speaking, by the way, conferences and does a great job. Uh, I always tell people, you know, I learned the hard way that sales is both the highest and the lowest paying profession on the planet. And, um, you know, let me ask you this, if I may, you know, you talk at these conferences and you speak on the topic of something you call, I think, the 2% success solution. And I'm just wondering what you believe separates the elite sales professionals from the other 98%. Uh, what separates them is nothing real. Uh, and, and that's the message I think that everyone has to know is that, you know, those people who are the, the top producers in industries, they're in your office, they're in your industry, they're in the country. We see them, you know, we put them on a pedestal and think, oh, I couldn't be that person. That's nonsense, right? So the people who are the top producers, from a scientific perspective, what happens to all of us is, is that uh, every thought we have and every action we take, we instantly go inside the subconscious mind, open the files from past experience and say, what do we know about this? And based on the information that's in the file, that causes us to make a decision of do we take action? Or do we not take action? Uh, and so, you know, at the end of the day, this is, you know, probably a two or three hour talk to go through all of this. But uh, at the end of the day, the very top producers, they still run into challenges, right? They still have struggles. They still have bad days. 
but they create, you know, the, you know, the best and most effective use of their time in a, in a daily day plan, and then they execute it and they keep executing it, whether they have good days or bad days. Uh, and that, you know, ends up being the answer of how they get there and how they stay there. Yeah, I know that's so oversimplified, but it's true that that's what, you know, that's what holds people back. Randy, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. You're my people, your radio, your TV. You've got a great voice, by the way. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I want to ask you, just building on that 2% success model and, and knowing that things have really changed in the last two years, um, not just in, in the sales world, but just in business in general because of the pandemic, what have you seen those 2%, those, those successful people that have that confidence and wake up every day, they're disciplined. What have you seen them do in terms of pivoting in the last two years to maintain that success? They, they quickly adapted the model, you know, and I, and I think, you know, myself included, we, we sat in the, you know, the early weeks of this, you know, when COVID first started and thought, well, you know, how long is this going to last? Do I need to change anything? Maybe I'll just take a couple of weeks off and have some downtime and maybe this will pass. Uh, but the top producers very quickly, uh, you know, started to realize this is the new normal for as long as it's going to be. Uh, and so if I want to, you know, maintain my success, I have to take my business model. I have to rearrange my, you know, my day uh, in, you know, not so much what I do, but how I do it. Uh, and so, you know, technology is incredible. Imagine if this happened 25 years ago and we didn't have things like Zoom and we couldn't meet. No, I mean, really. Uh, yeah. it, it's been a tremendous gift. So those people pivoted very quickly, but still got back to having that plan that says, when I wake up in the morning, every sales professional wakes up in the morning and the entire day is planned by calendar hour in complete detail. And they wake up and they execute, right? They spent time on, you know, turning the spare bedroom into a decent looking office. They spent time uh, in making sure that, uh, you know, all the materials were you know, were being handled properly and they could, you know, send forms back and forth and e-signatures and, and all of those things. But again, they pivoted quickly uh, and, and did things that allowed them to get back to doing what they had done, you know, pre-COVID. Yeah. And I think that that's, and again, anyone can do this. It's not, you know, for the elite that, you know, oh my gosh, how, you know, how can they possibly do this? A former client of mine, CEO of, uh, of Motorola Canada and Latin America, when you saw his schedule, every moment of every day was planned out in complete detail, including uh, going and, you know, around a golf with his buddies, having lunch with his wife, going and seeing his grandkids at school. Uh, but he was so purposeful in his day to day planning, it allowed him to be the CEO of one of the top corporations in the world. And, and, you know, Cheryl, you and I have seen just with the sales teams we've worked on, like, Randy, since everybody, you know, working remotely and now we'll call it a hybrid model, this, there's been a resurgence in time management. And, uh, you know, you mentioned how people, you know, book their day. If you look at, you know, people like Elon Musk or others, they use a technique called time blocking, where to your point, every moment of the day is booked in advance because, you know, there's an old saying, right? Gas will expand to fill the room it's in. And so, you know, we get distracted. And I still remember when I was working with Ingram Micro, as a consultant, uh, great guy, the VP of sales, he used to pound this thing into his reps in a good way, you know, plan it, do it, review it, plan it, do it, review it. And it was just his motto. And I really liked it. Um, 
you know, with uh, the grind that we're in today, um, you know, I always tell people the way you, you know, judge a, a sales rep is not by how they handle success, but how they handle adversity. And now what we're seeing is, you know, the reps are one thing, but what about like the sales managers or the sales leader? Like maybe you could speak to, you know, what you think today's sales manager or the manager of a sales group needs to do to help grow their people. Sure. It's, uh, I think that it's, you know, what I'm going to say is really completely counter to the entire industry. So this is my input. This is my take on it. Take it for what, uh, for what it is. It's, it, this is my opinion. Um, I have always thought that the sales model is broken uh, from a management perspective and from a human behavior perspective, because I understand the brain and I understand what happens when you have a bad experience and you store that information in the files and the more you, you don't have to have a million bad experiences. You can have one bumpy flight and then think about the plane crashing 10,000 times and eventually convince yourself that the safest form of travel in the world is the scariest, right? It's it just, it, it's fascinating how the brain works. And so what I've always found was wrong with sales is that we spend way too much time rewarding um, dollars and not activity. Uh, because, you know, what, what ends up happening is that the people who are the quick starters, they may have their own natural market. They may have been coming from a company. They're bringing some good clients over. They get all the recognition. They not only get the paycheck, they get the awards, they get the accolades, they get, you know, the emails boasting about how well they're doing. Uh, and then the people who are, you know, maybe don't have that brand new natural market, they're, you know, entering the workforce and they're trying to succeed from the ground up and it's crickets. They're not taking home the money. They're not getting the accolades. They're not getting the applause. And what happens to them, right? Their brain starts to tell them they're not very good at this. And those are the people who are the, who are the winners. So I, I think that if we really start to examine, you know, sales from a human behavior perspective and start to really reward the activity, you know, because at the end of the day, what's the greatest statement ever in sales? You make the calls, you make the sales, mm -hmm. right? So we need to reward, I think, the, you know, the activity in, uh, in doing that. If, if you want to uh, learn more about this, go and read the book, uh, the, the Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. And you will very, very quickly understand and see what happens uh, on a psychological basis when, uh, you know, when, when, you know, dollars are rewarded, as opposed to activity. Uh, and it's, it's a fascinating book. And it's been extrapolated into, uh, into business and sales. And it's something I talk about all the time. And it, it makes sense, even, you know, just the analogy with, with parenting, you know, you're, you're not just going to reward your child if they're good at a certain thing, you're going to reward the effort that goes in to yeah. whatever it is that they're doing. So, you know, it makes, it makes sense. I, I dabbled a little bit in sales for a very brief time in my career and it literally crushed me, Randy. It was, it was the rejection of how could you possibly not want to talk to me? How could you possibly not want to learn what, what I'm calling to talk to you about. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was really difficult to, to deal with those rejections. And I understand that in, in the sales world, that's part of it. And, and people that are good at sales understand how to turn around and, and keep moving on. What do you recommend reps do in terms of handling that aspect of the role? Don't get lost in, you know, just the transactional part of, uh, of the business world. Uh, understand, and I think that you know beyond uh, everything in a, in a business function, it's the difference we make in people's lives, right? That that ends up being the emotional connection to what it is that we do and what we take away from this. 
And so the reality is, is that, you know, I work with thousands and thousands of, of salespeople over the last 20 years. Uh, and the reality is, is you make a difference. You impact people's lives. You provide solutions. Uh, and so if you, you know, if you can't own that uh, and you don't, you know, take that in, you don't think about it from time to time and put some notes up around your office, remind yourself, you know, not, not to, you know, put on Birkenstocks and go running through the fields and, you know, through daisies. This is about, you know, really reminding yourself of the difference that you make in people's lives. And so when you know that, you know, the next client, if they, if they choose to do something with you and they have a problem and you provide a solution, are you improving their life? course yes you are and so you know the next person that you call if they say no thank you or they slam the phone down you can't have a control over that all you can control are the people you can help mm -hmm. right and you know look at it and say well that's unfortunate that that person didn't give me a chance because I'm I, I'm good at this and I really care about you know what I do and I make a difference in people's lives but that's okay I, I'm hoping the next person will see it because I feel it right I, I think that uh, you should have called me a couple of years ago. I could have talked. No, but it's true. It's, you know, and, and I understand that from, you know, ego and, and, and human behavior and perspective and, and the rest of it that, you know, being told no and people, you know, total strangers being mad at you can feel bad. Lots of times I've, I've had uh, salespeople, you know, I've asked them, do you have a family member that was in the war? Yes, my grandfather was. Well, if you have a picture of him or you don't, go and print off a picture uh, of a bunch of people, you know, in a in a foxhole in World War II, freezing cold, with bodies all around them uh, on the other side of the world, scared out of their minds that they're going to die of any moment, and put that on your computer. Mm -hmm. And the next time you look at that phone and think that's scary, look at those people and think what they would give to trade places with you. Right? Put it's good to put it into perspective. So. You know, you know, Randy, uh, you, you raise a point. I, I don't think enough salespeople candidly are sold themselves on what they do before they try and sell somebody else. And because if, if you're questioning what you do, the value you bring, the business impact, whatever it is, I think it makes it difficult to actually engage people. But uh, anyway, that's but a whole it, other isn't it that, you know, Isn't it that, that just that simple switch though, Rick, and you, you've been doing this, you and I have known each other for so long. Mm -hmm. You bring amazing value to the marketplace and you will shout that from the mountaintop. But here's the difference, right? You can be a salesperson who is completely transactional, trying to take home as much commission as they can, or you can be a solution provider. And that's what you are. And, and that's what I feel I am, right? And Cheryl, I think you too. If you're bringing solutions to the marketplace, you can own that and be proud all day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I think there's a wide range of salespeople. And to your point earlier, I, I've seen some of the elite people stumble with the adversity recently. And uh, actually some, some other players come up and emerge given the digital technology and how they're using it and scaling and all these things. But, you know, Cheryl often says to me, you know, we did this little exercise in our team, like, you know, what word would you use to describe somebody? And Cheryl, you said, I'm a grinder, I think it was. I said you have grit. Grit, sorry, grit, I grinder, grit. sorry. And, and I remember my dad actually telling me at a young age that I had grit and I didn't know what that meant. And now I think that's like a really important quality. And, and it's that, it's the perseverance. It's the, you know, the, the fact that you wake up, you're dedicated, you're a hard worker, you pound the pavement, like it's the basics, but somebody that has grit, I think like successful sales reps can be described as that. They have. I, I think it's also like, I did a post recently on 
what makes a great salesperson. And I was suggesting take the word sales out of the middle. I think you got to start with a great person because I think yeah. you can sell someone once, Randy, you know this. But the second time, and I, I always believe, you know, your reputation is what it is and, and it'll carry you forward. Hey, let me ask you this, um, you know, is it as a performance, uh, behavioral performance expert, um, you talk a lot about what people are capable of, human potential. And I'm just wondering what you think might be possible for all of us. Maybe you could speak to that. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and this is something where, you know, this is something I take ex extremely seriously because I'm playing around with people's lives and emotions and human potential and the rest of it. So, so I do take this very seriously. What you're capable of is more than you will actually ever probably believe. All right. And I, I tell people all the time, look, I'm not the magic man. I never have been, never will be. My job is to hold up the mirror and work to convince you more and more of what's always been there. When I walk into a room, when I you know, speak at a conference, everyone had everything they ever needed to become anything they ever wanted when, you know, before I got there. So, you know, human potential, I think one of the greatest examples, uh, and I speak uh, about this guy often because it's the, it's the quintessential example, I think, of what we're capable of. So you and I on a regular basis, right? Rick, Cheryl, we, you know, we face challenges, struggles, there's competition, there's weather, there's COVID, right? I mean, all kinds of things that are going to happen. So fair to say that some days are going to be harder than others. Yes. Okay. Who's heard of Elon Musk? A couple people, right? Here's a guy that, you know, came from South Africa with nothing, started out in banking. I think he worked at Scotiabank here in Canada for his first job uh, and went into the business world uh, trying to create products and services that change mankind. He said he wanted to be able to move money around on the internet. And the world said, Elon, it's not possible to get back past banking regulations and have them allow you to do that. You can't do it. He created PayPal. Then he said, I want to save the world from combustion engines. I want to start and build electric cars. And they said, no, right? That's not possible. You can't do that. Electric cars are golf carts. Uh, and Tesla now has a market cap worth the total of every other automaker in the world combined. Then he said, we need to be a multi-planetary species. Uh, I'm going to start a rocket company. And they said, it's not possible to do this. It's just not possible. Uh, and so he started a rocket company and he built a rocket in California and it blew up and built another one and it blew up and built another one and it blew up and built a fourth and it didn't. And he landed a contract with NASA for $1.5 billion. And today is the number one preferred company to put satellites into space and they've already built the prototype for the first manned mission to Mars. And here's my point. Every day of his life, he hasn't been told, Elon, uh, it's going to be hard today. He's been told it's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. So, you know, my, my, my notion to you is that the difference between where we are and what he has created, that is our potential. And here's what allowed him to do it. And here's what all of us can have more of. It's not his intellect and he's wicked smart. It's not his, you know, his engineering degrees. They're great. His business acumen, you know, short of being on Joe Rogan too much. Uh, you know, what, what allowed him to get there is something he possesses greater than any person I've ever seen on the face of the earth. And it's this, it's his raging ignorance of doubt. Yeah. That's it, right? When you are able to tap into more of that. And there's no cost for that, by the way, right? It is a muscle. It is a skill. He hears no 10,000 times more than you and I ever will. But he gets up in the morning and says, 
right? We'll, we'll fix that. We'll make that better. We'll build this and look at what he's done in half a lifetime. Yeah. So I, I think that that space between where we are and where he is somewhere yeah. in there, you don't have to build a rocket company, <laughs> but, but that is our potential. If we start to believe it, we can start to, you know, create things with it. So thank you so much for joining us. The website for more information uh, about you, your career, and what you can offer is tailormadeleadership.com if you want to check that out. I, I just want to say in closing, Randy, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Uh, I believe in what you're doing. If you're watching right now, you know he's very genuine, believes what he's doing, and I can only tell you the results from his clients will speak for themselves. And uh, make sure you check out his website there. We'll show it now. Randy, uh, thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you coming on this marketing show. All right. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Cheryl. Have a, have a great day, guys. Thank you so Take much, care. Randy. We'll Thank see you, you next week, everybody.